0: Good Sunday morning to you, Toronto. It is minus two degrees, feels like minus eight, partly cloudy. Bundle up, hope you are as you're running outside, hope you're staying warm and being safe. Well, the world was shocked last week when we all heard of the death of Stephen Twitch Boss, known for his dance moves and bubbly personality. He was Ellen DeGeneres' DJ on her talk show, an all-star on the show, So You Think You Can Dance?, uh, it has caused many to question how someone who was always smiling be also hiding so much pain, enough to die by suicide. Well, Roxanne Francis is a social worker and psychotherapist, and Jermaine Morrison is a social worker, mental health advocate, and co host of Black People Check In podcast. And they join me now to talk about this and so much more. Thanks for joining us, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having us, Maggie.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: So when we hear stories like Twitches, we wonder how long someone has been hiding the pain. Roxanne. How do you encourage your clients to share pain with others so that they're not harboring this inside?
2: Well, the first thing that's important to remember is that in order for people to share, Uh, It requires a level of vulnerability, and a lot of people are unwilling to drop that vulnerability or expose themselves. So that also requires a level of trust. In order for people to share, you have to find someone that you uh, connect with, that you feel emotionally safe with, that you know you won't be judged, uh, you will not be uh, vilified or pathologized in any way. And so the first thing I often ask people is, who do you feel close with? Is there someone that you feel connected to? Oftentimes people come to therapy because they feel like they can't find that safety within their own personal lives, which is sad. Yeah. Jermaine,
0: talk to me about that. You know, as as you talk to other men as well, is it hard to find that person that you can trust as well as I feel like there sometimes is a stigma and I don't want to paint all men this way, but there can sometimes be Mm -hmm. a stigma about reaching out to a therapist or a counselor.
1: Yeah, um, it, it's definitely hard. Um, I mean, you have to understand, like men, generally speaking, men have been conditioned to kind of figure it out on their own. Right. And so because of it, you know, even to display to whether it be, you know, whether they're guy friends or even you know their significant others, uh, girlfriends or anything like that. Like it is actually hard to be very vulnerable because of the stigma that carries with just the mere fact that you're not exactly okay. Mm. The expectation is that you basically are able to quote unquote man up. And because of it, you know, whatever problems that you're dealing with internally, you figure it out on your own. Anything beyond that, people are just going to look at you funny. And unfortunately, you know, this is something that's been going on for as long as I have grown up. And it really took um, a lot, even for me personally, to get to the point where it's like, you know what, you can be brave enough to actually say, you know what, I'm not exactly okay. Mm -hmm. And there are actually people out there that are willing to, to, at the very least, listen. Yeah.
0: You know, we think of those whose jobs are to make us smile and laugh and entertain us. You know, I think of, uh, you know, Twitch, but I also think of Robin Williams, who also died by suicide. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, you know, the famed designer. Why does this news hit us so deeply, do you think, Roxanne?
2: I think specifically because of what you said, that these people are, are, you know, part of their job is to make us feel good and comfortable and happy. And so because of that, they have to put on this outward smile. They have to uh, present joyfully uh, publicly, right? And so... um, it, it's frightening for us because what we see is a public face, right? If I'm very, very close to somebody, then they're going to see the public face, but they're also going to see the private face. They're also going to see the struggles, the challenges. It's one of the reasons that social media can be so challenging, right? And mm. problematic because we only see the highlight reel. We only see the happiness, the perfect looking family, the vacation photos, and no one sees when you're crying in the shower at night. No one sees when you're stressed out because of your finances. No one sees when you feel hopeless, and so it it becomes it it comes as a shock. I mean, a lot of people have been posting uh, some of Twitch's final public videos where he's dancing and happy with his family. Again, that's the highlight reel, right? And so we 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 come off really shocked, but we have to remember that these people are human. They're multidimensional, and they have more than one uh, set of emotions. They have more than one. Um, you know way of being and it the the problem is that we only see one way of being and especially for people who are comedians right their job is to make people laugh and so uh the face that they show us is the face of the job and to be honest many of these um comedians they do have uh, a you know it's not a research but it certainly uh follows that many of these comedians have a bit of a depressive streak right and uh making people laugh really is often their coping mechanism mm-hmm. and so it's really important when you know if we know someone who's a class clown or who's always cracking it up or whatever right to really just check in sometimes you know if that person feels comfortable with us and say hey you know how are you doing uh talk to this person when you know it's not always fun in games and um have a real conversation because that outward face really is just often uh a coping strategy yeah
1: yeah if you don't mind me like adding to that especially yeah, with the whole whole social media aspect i mean it it kind of goes to show um really to Roxanne's point where social media really has become an optical illusion if you want to mm-hmm. so look at it from that spe- perspective um because again All the comments you hear since the passing of, you know, Twitch is that, you know, they never knew, you know, how can a person that when you see them on social media, dancing, you know, across the camera, you know, all smiles, you know, showing off with their family, or, you know, even further to that, you know, a person may, you know, may look like they're living the luxury life, you know, they're out there, you know, in different parts of the world, traveling flashing the money flashing the cars flashing you know whatever fashions out there and people get drawn into it not realizing that a person that has a social media account basically controls their narrative right Mm -hmm. they control the narrative of what people want to see so it's easier in a lot of ways and and this kind of comes back to even just with with men right you know when there are opportunities where you can kind of hide who you really are yeah right it makes it easier rightly or wrongly to kind of i guess you can say struggle on the back end yeah so for example right uh with men right because we have a very difficult time being vulnerable right and again we're conditioned to kind of figure things out on our own we've already um have we already have sort of like a, a, a almost a thought process that, you know what, it's easier for me to kind of leave this world and no one probably would really care, mm-hmm. right? I actually am reminded of a conversation I had with another friend of mine and she was telling me that she had a conversation with a couple of men that she's very worried about because in their conversation, nothing big. It was just almost like some of the guys were just like, honestly, if I drop dead, I drop dead. You know what I mean? And it was just a very casual conversation. It wasn't like, you know, um, yes, they were struggling with a whole bunch of stuff, but the way that they kind of approached it was that they looked at their lives as being somewhat worthless in relation to kind of the whole expectation of what it is to be a man.
2: Wow.
0: So how do we let people know that they're valued? You know, I think what you said Jermaine about you know this expectation this thought that men are strong you know we we have this undue expectation of men just you know just sucking it up and just doing it you know being the strong person be a be a be a strong man and so talk to me about as a man how encouraging it might be for you to hear that your life is valued I mean as women we always say that to each other. We always say, I love you. And we give each other. Uh, an That's not always right. necessarily the thing that we say to men or men say to each other.
1: Well, this is and this is the part where. I'll, I'll take it from two, uh, two, uh, two aspects. So like for me, you know, growing up, um, you know, it's not to say that, for example, I wouldn't hear every once in a while the I loves you, you, you know, that you're valuable and all that type of stuff, but wasn't as frequent. Hmm. I know for a lot of guys, it hardly has ever been there, right? Um, but what it has done for me, it validates my existence, yeah. right? It mm-hmm. validates the fact that I actually am worthy of something and that I can move on. However, the problem that we've had, and it's funny because I work for the school, school board, and one of the things that has become very apparent, especially with our young boys, particularly our young black boys, is that they are having an issue of understanding what emotional intelligence looks like. Uh-huh. Right. So for example, right, you know, um, I'll actually give this illustration because I remember this to this day. I remember a few years back, um, you know, um recess was about to finish, and there's this young black boy that looked visibly upset right? Visibly upset. And myself and another teacher went up to him and I see this kid at grade two trying to fight, not crying. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand how a person who is grade two, right? At the time could even think to even fight tears, not to cry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That spoke to me greatly because that tells me that this kid was growing up in in such a way where he was being conditioned to man, to man up at an early age. And this is the injustice I feel that we have been doing to our young boys to the point now, now they're growing up, you know, trying to navigate this world, trying to carry a whole lot of burdens and they have no outlet to go to. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately these are the same boys that will do a lot of destructive behavior, whether they do a lot of drug abuse, Uh, Some of these boys will be abusive to their partners or to people in their family or like Twitch, you know, it could be a situation where they could just very well kill themselves because of the fact that they feel that the world doesn't really care.
0: That to come, validation has for to come men. Out somewhere. Yeah, we're going exactly. to we're going to take out a quick break, but we're going to return with more conversation on mental health, men, and specifically Black men. I want to get into that conversation. We're uh, talking to Roxanne Francis, social worker and psychotherapist, and Jermaine Morrison, a social worker and mental health advocate. You're listening to Toronto this weekend on 6:40 Toronto. We're back with social worker and psychotherapist Roxanne Francis and mental health advocate Jermaine Morrison discussing the sad news of. Stephen Twitch boss who died by suicide last week and the pressure men and men of color face. You know, Jermaine, you said uh, something really interesting at the end of the, our last, just before we had headed to our break, about that young boy in grade two who has been conditioned already not to show his emotions, not to show that he is crying you know, I found this interesting, 4,000, so there's a, there was an estimated 4,000 suicide deaths in Canada each year, and close to 75% of them are men. Roxanne, talk to me about what isn't being discussed as we're, you know, we're all talking about mental health now on social media, you know, on every television show. Um, there are some aspects to Twitch's story and just the reality for men of color that really isn't being discussed.
2: Yeah, I think everyone, and rightfully so, is talking about, you know, reach out, um, manage your mental health, get support for your depression, your anxiety, and so on. One of the things I think is not being brought into this conversation is how stress and the stress of hopelessness and despair can really impact men and particularly Black men. A lot of men, uh, you know, end their lives not necessarily because they Uh, have depression, but because they are under unbelievable stress. So, for example, and I'm not saying that this is Twitch's case, but say, for example, someone finds out that they are, you know, financially destitute all of a sudden, or they've lost all of their family's life savings, or, you know, they've committed a crime and now they're going to go away for, you know, multiple, multiple years. That person might feel so hopeless that they choose to end their life. And so uh, what we're not talking about really is the fact that m- white men tend to do what i call fail upwards so uh something devastating might happen in their life and they are somehow celebrated promoted not uh pathologized right away they're not arrested right away uh you know there, there are lots of men in hollywood who have done you know or a few men in hollywood who have done despicable things and they're still out and about right um they also have a community behind them, they also have financial resources behind them, they also have uh, the the criminal justice system that does not uh, criminalize them right away. Uh, Black men, on the other hand, do not have those uh, means, unfortunately. Uh, Someone might have some money, but historically the community doesn't have the wealth and the political power to uh, support these Black men. Their, the the criminal justice system is not necessarily on their side. And so uh, because of that, black men tend to feel even more hopeless when things fall apart. And so that can lead to increased rates of suicide in the black community. And while it's important to encourage people to reach out, while it's important to uh, support our young boys so that they feel that they can cry openly and access their emotions and not just display anger, uh, it's really, really important that we recognize that our systems are not set up to support Black men when they are uh, w- when they're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, um, we have to take a look at the systems that we're in. We have to take a look as well as how we're raising our boys. When uh, Black individuals are trying to be successful, it isn't just because people are trying to get rich. It's because we are trying to. Uh, create our own system in our own community that supports our own people and encouraging our Black men to not lose hope when things all seem to fall apart. It's really, really challenging and I think it's really, really important that we we we, we take a look at these systemic issues. It's not just because um, you know, it, 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 it's not as easy as, as black and white. There's a lot of gray in between.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of complexities uh, and stigma in, in community as well. Jermaine, you have done such a great job of using your platform on Instagram to just really have uh, frank conversations in your car about just, you know, what you're going through, mental health conversations, talk to me about why you chose to do that as a black man as a social worker as you know a, a, and also the response that you've gotten from other men
1: so you know what it's funny all this actually started happening during the pandemic mm-hmm. right at the high of at, at the high of the pandemic um you know it was it was kind of one of those moments where I was sitting in my car and I remember where there was just a bunch of thoughts that were going through my through my mind. And I realized that, you know what, I'm actually not the only one that probably feels this way, but you know, as a, as a man, and especially as a black man, it doesn't really get talked about. Um, one of the things I've felt very passionately is just, you know, the whole aspect of men actually speaking up and really being real with it, right? And so, you know, the car talks that, you know, uh, you would see me post, especially on my Instagram and all that type of stuff. And oh, by the way, I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> but um, it's it's a, it's a way for it's a way for people to see a black man actually just be very honest and very real about mental health. If it's not my personal uh, journey, it's pretty much kind of like what everyone else is thinking, so to speak. Uh, and the response, especially from from other guys, has been really, really good because it's almost like yes i've been thinking the same thing too it's like yes at least somebody is, is is talking more about it um really the inspiration behind it is to get more men to just come out and just talk um i think i i think it never should be in, uh, uh, sorry it shouldn't be um understated how important it is for men to have the space and the and the safety to actually talk because the more we're actually able to talk is the more more than likely that we're going to be able to actually address a lot of our mental health struggles and actually you know point people to the right uh right direction uh whether seeing a therapist seeing a social worker probably seeing like a mentor or something like that but i find a lot of black men we have not been able to have enough like black mentors black father types to actually validate what we go through. And it's about time that we actually speak up and really kind of be real with it so that other men can know that, you know what, you're not alone.
0: Yeah. Roxanne, we have a minute left. You know, this conversation has been going throughout the week. How do we keep this conversation going? It feels like it takes another person, you know, unfortunately, another sad, uh, sad news of somebody else who's died by suicide for us, for us to talk about this again. How do we
2: keep this conversation going? I think we have to let people know that the door is always open, right? And I, we, we can't, of course, suddenly there's a flurry of, you know, talk to someone, I'm available, yeah. but we need to keep saying that on a regular basis. Um, we, no, we may not choose to say it on social media all the time, but the people in our lives reach out, right? Uh, let them know that we're here. If people reach out to you, for example, and say, I need to talk, then we need to, do what we can to put things aside to say, hey, I'm here. How's it going? Right? If you haven't heard from someone in a really, really long time, check in, uh, call each other up, get together for a coffee, and just let people know that the door is open and not shun people when they come to you for things, because then they feel like they can't speak yes. to you. And, you know, for people who are raising young Black boys, I often say, You're, we're not raising boys, we're raising men right? We're not raising them to become boys, we're raising them to become men. And so we have to start now talking with them about how they're doing and not just acknowledging when they feel anger, right? Acknowledging, pointing out that they feel joy, excitement, happiness, fear, you know, embarrassment, all those things so that they recognize the complexity of who they all are.
0: So good. Thank you so much, Roxanne and Jermaine for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Maggie. Thanks for having me. That was uh, social worker and psychotherapist Roxanne Francis and mental health advocate Jermaine Morrison. I just want to say, if you are having any thoughts of suicide, please write down this number if you know of anybody. Talk Suicide Canada, 1-833-456-4566. Pick up the phone, call somebody. It is a 24-7 line, always available. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto.